0: it again episode four
1: guess who's back
0: no don't do that
1: back again
0: i told you not to do that
1: i did it anyway
0: of course you did because you know it would probably aggravate me but yes that's, yes yeah, that's, that's part of your brand and what's probably going to make you uh make you charming to many many people
1: God, i hope so
0: you you what
1: hope
0: that's a bad word people hope is yeah. bad
1: Hope is, hope is great.
0: No, so, never hope.
1: <laughs> welcome back to Nerd Pastiche. Again, just in case you're new, I'm your co-host, Brittany.
0: And I'm your other co-host, Darian. Yay. Brittany, you know, this is the fourth one we've, we're about to do, and I just mm-hmm. have one question. Have the eyes ever beheld such a marvel? No. That's that's good. Okay, I was hoping you'd get that reference, but I I don't know why. I I'm
1: assuming that's a Pirates of the Caribbean thing.
0: It is not. It's that, not. That is from Spartacus.
1: Well, you spoke in your pirate voice.
0: Okay, so obviously I didn't imitate him very well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was not it was nowhere near a pirate voice. That was a Roman voice.
1: An attempt was made.
0: Yes, as as always, and I seem to fail miserably every time. No, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know how this goes. Uh, maybe somebody who's a new lister might not know knows how this goes, but uh, really, what we do here is we talk about how we nerded throughout the course of the week. Yeah. Uh, we highlight some news bits that we find to be, you know, very uh, delicious. An attempt. Okay, another reference down the toilet, and then we have, <laughs> and then we have a special segment that we bring to you each week. So, with that said, we're just going to jump right on in. <laughs> so, Brittany, tell me, tell me, tell me.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: How did you nerd this week?
1: Mm, how did I nerd this week? So, we were on a trip uh, the past couple of days. Because it's and... vacation time. It is the vacation time. I mean, it Another is the gone. the summer time. I get sorry. I'm sorry. not actually sorry. Um, so no. we were in the car for an extended period of time That's and fine. while I do have an almost 3-year-old who was very adamant that we play let's see what was it Frozen Frozen 2. Okay. We did get a little bit of Moana, um, some Lion King.
0: Okay, very good
1: on repeat for five hours there and five hours back
0: and then did you finish with frozen three the unthawing
1: no but i (laughs) like what you're going for i try um but between whenever she would actually fall asleep in the car my husband and i we have an anime playlist on spotify that we've created and yes. we would just rock out in the car to some old-fashioned anime music, which was Ooh. great. Ooh. Just kind of reliving some of our favorite anime moments, and specifically the the opening songs, closing songs. We're really big fans of Amelie, who does a lot of... Um, what's the word covers covers of anime songs so some of them that are still in the japanese language she will adapt and translate to english and she'll also do so so you kind of understand what a lot of the the words are supposed to be so you can actually kind of sing along which is fun
0: yeah
1: so i think that was that was my biggest nerd out this week was just literally rocking out in a vehicle to anime music for roughly the hour hour and a half that she would nap
0: nice now i have to ask you this question Mm -hmm. did each song have words
1: not all of them some of them were scores
0: so you scored beautiful
1: look at me learning things that's right that's (laughs)
0: right we call that's a call back to episode two
1: yeah.
0: All right. See the consistency that we bring.
1: Right. We, we do our best. So what about I'm, you? What did you, how did you nerd this week?
0: How did I nerd? No, nothing major, you know. I mean, I think the big thing is, is uh, I guess what's always a struggle for me is I don't think anything's really appointment television anymore. So
1: <laughs>
0: you the main thing, fi- yes, that's right. Appointment television. That's yep. still a thing. Yep. The main thing I did was, is that I am still... In week eight, I think it's week eight, up to date on Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: That's still going?
0: Yes, it's still going. This is the last season.
1: Uh, okay, that makes a little more sense.
0: That's right, that's right. So, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., now, you this show, it started off rocky in that first season, but... As it's gone on, it has become, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, of course, there's some seasons that are better than others, but I think they really hit their stride. I mean, they hit their, their apex, I think, around season four or five. But now, in this final season, I'm not going to bore you with all of the, the details, so to speak, because I know you're <laughs> not a, t- yeah, I know. But, I liked
1: the first season.
0: And then you stopped.
1: Well, then I moved and didn't bother to get cable again.
0: It's on Netflix, is it? Yeah. Oh. The first of the, the yeah, every season, obviously, except the the, the final one. So oh, all maybe on I'll thing.
1: look into it again. Or
0: at least they were last time I checked. But this final season, you know, they get to do what something very fun. They get to travel back in time, and they go from period to period to period. So now, this most recent episode, they were, I believe, they were in the eighties. Okay. So we got all types. So basically, if you want to know, the antagonists are trying to unravel time, you know, bend time to their will to preserve, uh, you know, their goals of, I guess, universal domination, the Chronicoms. Okay. So basically S.H.I.E.L.D. has to try to stop them at every turn from unraveling threads of time. You know, to, to, to steer things in that direction, if that makes sense. It's, it's, your classic, it's your classic tale, you know, trying to undo something that's been done, trying to prevent something from happening. That's, that's, what, that's what happens when people travel in time, right? Yes. So the, eight, the, the recent episode was glorious because it was a callback to tons of 80s things. You know, we had a Rambo reference with someone tying a ban- you know, tying a you know a bandana of sorts around their head. You know, Mac. We had an, an homage to the Terminator.
1: Wow. We had an
0: homage to shop to Chopping Mall and various other eighties slashers. We had an homage to the Predator. <laughs> I mean, it was in every probably at eighties action movie kind of cliche that you could come up with. Everything it was, was there. there. It was everything was there, and it warmed my dark, dark heart.
1: <laughs> that's hard to do.
0: Yes, that's right. And the glorious thing about S.H.I.E.L.D. is the time has gone on. They, they've almost turned into Scoobies.
1: Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> down with that.
0: In a lot of ways, they've kind of turned into Scoobies. And if there is one thing that hooks me, it's a motley crew.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everybody I'm, I'm here for crew. that.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm ex- I'm sad to see that it's going to be ending, but I'm enjoying the final leg of this journey.
1: Does it seem like they're just having fun since they know it's the last leg?
0: Oh yeah, that has okay. a huge. That's got that has to be a huge thing to do with it because some of this stuff in there, I, I especially that last episode, I could not believe that they did some of the things that they did. <laughs> especially all, uh, more specifically, all of the blood. Yeah was kind of they've kind of teased at that stuff before in previous ep- in episodes from seasons prior but that was a lot especially since you know they're you know under the thumb of you know the mouse
1: the disney mouse the mouse yes
0: yeah and i think them being able to not they, they're a part of the mcu technically the first couple of seasons they referenced it yeah but they've kind of steered clear of that and it's i think it's been a good thing because it's allowed them to be to create their own identity and not be married to what the MCU is. Not that that's a bad thing.
1: Yeah. But it gives them a little more freedom.
0: It does. It really does. I, I think it has. I think it has. So that, that's how I nerded this week. So I, I enjoyed myself thoroughly.
1: Very nice. Very I nice. I might actually have to, to try to get back into that.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it really, especially the, you know what? I'll be quiet. <laughs> there's a season where they go into kind of like a almost a not a virtual reality kind of thing but almost a, a, a digital kind of world it's it's really it's really good that was their best season cool hands down so that's how i nerded this week again so Brittany, what news just jumped out at you this week
1: uh so today i'm gonna tell you a little bit of news that Hello. is it's not necessarily new news but it's news that i felt i wanted to share with you darian oh, God. um news that about a about a game that i love very dearly that oh, no. you have no. never played before to my knowledge or if you have it's been a long time oh please no it's D and D.
0: Okay. All right. No, I have never played D&D.
1: Yeah. Well, we're going to fix that eventually. Oh, no. Because uh, that is something to be fixed. So, D&D. I, I, I think I mentioned it in the first episode. I'm a huge RPG fan. Right. D&D, Dungeons & Dragons for the uninitiated, is probably one of my favorite games to play. Um, primarily just because it's it's role-playing at its best. You create your character. You go on crazy adventures. There's no limits. You can do whatever you want to do as long as the DM is willing to, to come along with you.
0: And the DM is?
1: The Dungeon Master. And no, it's that. not in a weird way. <laughs> so <laughs> I think a lot of people have switched over to saying Game Master just because Dungeon Master sounds a little off. But... And, but it's it Dungeons is, it and is. Dragons. Yes, but Dungeons and Dragons has expanded so much that you can go on adventures that don't involve dungeons nor dragons if you want to.
0: But the foundation so, is dungeons and Ma- and dragons.
1: Yes, the original stuff was, which that's I mean that that was the original gameplay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, there the nerd news with D&D. Uh, this was uh, announced at their their most recent D&D live roll with advantage they did over a weekend there were a lot of games a lot of fun stuff but they announced what the newest adventure is going to be so what the new the new book coming out it is called icewind dale rhyme of the frost maiden and
0: that's the likely title
1: I am excited. Icewind Dale is a is a location within the the Forgotten Realms, so it's a much larger. um, It 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 just kind of tells you where where this is going to be taking place. Ah. Icewind Dale is an incredibly unforgiving location. (sighs) Snowy, icy blizzards. uh, The the location, the environment in itself is a monster to deal with. And the, the the actual adventure itself, the rhyme of the frost maiden, is bringing to us as as my okay. So I have the hugest nerd crush on a man named Chris Perkins.
0: There's no Chris, shame in this. <laughs>
1: Chris <laughs> Perkins is the the main story writer for Dungeons and Dragons and Wizards of the Coast. So Chris Perkins and Jeremy Crawford, the the lead rules designer for, for Wizards, they are the ones that basically wrote this entire storyline. And Chris Perkins is an absolute imaginative, crazy genius of a man. And I love him dearly. I am incredibly biased towards many things that Chris Perkins is involved in. But with that said, this story is supposed to be a horror adventure. Ooh. Yeah. Uh the themes that they talked about were isolation, paranoia, and secrecy. Oh. Okay, so
0: now we're talking.
1: You give me dark, dark things. I am so into it. Uh there's it's cold, it's dangerous, like I said, it's unforgiving the dm actually has the ability to run the full campaign or they can actually break the story bits into smaller chunks so there's a lot more flexibility with what you can take and use from within this they said something about having like 50 or so monster tables uh so that's that's crazy like usually you're lucky if you get 10 in a book so what's a monster table so it it. it gives you information about a, a creature and ah. what if you come up against it? What kind of dice to roll? What kind of st- stats it has? So you know, is it is it smart? Is it big? Be- is it a strength-driven creature? Is it something that you could beat up pretty well, but it's really really smart, so it can kind of move out of the way, so it avoids and dodges well. Uh, this the, sounds uh, very
0: involved.
1: Yes, and the Frost Maiden herself. Is kind of like so. In D D, there's there's the, the, the gods, and then there's kind of like the lesser gods. So there's a yeah. whole god system within this as well. Um, so the lesser gods are kind of like a demigod, so they can assume a physical form. And the Frostmaiden is a lesser god who has assumed a physical form and resides within Icewind Dale. She is, they they made her sound very akin to like Hela in the Thor Ragnarok theory, series. Mm. So I'm a big fan of Hela anyway. <laughs>
0: of course you are.
1: I love me a dark, powerful woman.
0: Yes, so the I Frostmaiden,
1: you can meet her from what I understand, it sounds like you can meet her in various forms. So there's there's all these different stat blocks for the Frostmaiden alone. So it could be you're meeting her in like this owl bear form. It could be you're meeting her in a, the, the visage of a human being. It could be that you're meeting her as a spirit. So there's a ton of different uh, ways gotcha. that you're going to be interacting with her. And I am just so excited. It's going to be a little over 300 pages of just gorgeous drawings, amazing storytelling, fascinating new rules and games to play with. And it all comes out in the middle of September. So mm. I am incredibly excited to to kind of see what the newest, this new iteration is. The last The last thing that really came out, they've been doing a few books in... Uh, what is the name of it? I should know this there. It's a, it's a C town. Uh, let me look it
0: up. Well, so hashtag multitasking. So for someone like me, who's, you know, do we, do we still say noobs? Do
1: yeah. 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 That? I can say noob.
0: We still say noobs for a noob like me. This seems just again, it seems so heavily involved. Would what is, would a noob like me be able to pick this up rather quickly?
1: I think you could probably do it I
0: mean, without cause... too
1: much of an issue.
0: I mean, there's dice and characters and monster tables and, and cloaks and daggers. I mean this is just this just seems so involved and so overwhelming.
1: Well, it can be a little overwhelming for, for the first time you play it, but that's why you do it. That's why you play with a group of people that you're you're having fun with that is willing to just kind of work with you and show you and take the time to really get you comfortable with what you're doing. Yes, yes um, there's, I, need, there's, I need a gentle
0: touch in that yes. regard.
1: Because honestly, it's once you get used to the game, it's a really fast-paced game if you want it okay. to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and see, that's the difference between, you know, like, I come from a video game world in, the, in regards to teaching, right? It's either, yep. it's, there's just, and you know how that world is, you sink or you swim. There is no, oh, well, press this to do this, or if that's happening, we're, we're telling you as it's happening. Yes. And it's up to you to pick it up.
1: Yes. All right. So I found what I was looking for. The last few things that have really been coming out, you've got things like the, where's, I just lost the title of it. The Ghosts of Saltmarsh, you've got Eberron. So you've got these stories that are, they're their they're own little campaign settings. And just to kind of give you a bit of an idea into more, more in-depth areas within the Forgotten Realms. There is some, I think, uh, Mythic Mythic Odysseys is supposed to be coming out a little bit later this month, uh, the end of July. So there's there's things that kind of give you an idea of how to add new things to your storytelling. But they've been very focused on the Forgotten Realms, which is a, it's a, Forgotten Realms is a, is a world within the larger world of oh Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, there's, there's a lot of other places that you can go, but a lot of the things recently have been, uh, retellings of older, of older modules, but they're, they're giving you a little bit more updated information on locations with some minor storytelling ideas. The rhyme of the Frost Maiden is a whole story and I am so excited to really be able to jump into that and mainly to be able to, to get the book for Alex so that he can read it all and then DM a very, very fun campaign for me to play in.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now I got to ask, so is this, you know, as I fondly refer to, is this, uh, is this day one is H yeah. is this a day one purchase? Oh,
1: so I, it depends. Um, I, I would like to say, yes, I'm probably going to pre-order it for him. Order. <sighs> yeah. So there's that but uh i'm excited wow and it's it's one of those things where i i typically will buy it by new um, D modules and such oh god for for holidays birthdays things of that nature but this yeah. might be one that we just kind of we don't have anything going on in september so we might just out of pocket go for it because yeah. I I I'm really excited about this one. We're playing a new campaign right now that that we're going through that Alex has created in this it's uh it's kind of la the Dungeons and Daddies podcast where there's a group of people from the contemporary world who have somehow been transported to the world of D&D. Okay, um, uh, <laughs> right. So we're we're all playing high school students that are very tropey high school students. I'm playing an emo kid that your
0: leader the jock yes
1: yes okay. we've got a jock we've oh, got man. a an a, an artist who's kind of like a loner we've got <laughs> we've got a hacker that really likes to use computer games okay. and then there's me who is a um, well i am an emo kid that is obsessed with <laughs> uh my chemical romance and oh, philosophy okay. and i am trying to preach the gerard way okay. so we're all playing this and it's it's fun and we're really enjoying it so i don't know how long this particular campaign would go yeah. but roughly a couple of months would put us right about september 15th to be able a, to purchase this book and, a and start a new one months yeah
0: see and this is the piece that i that, that just leaves me you know, uh, can I say flabbergasted? Sure. Okay, good. I, 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 a two-month campaign on one. I, 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 this is just. Well, you I, play.
1: You play once a week for about an hour and a half, two hours.
0: All right. Does it ever get crazy where it goes longer than two hours?
1: Sometimes, if you let it, or if you have the 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 capability to do it. Usually, if a good a good DM knows how much time that the players have. Okay. Because, and they know what. And not just how much the time the players have for, for scheduling purposes, but also, do you have a player that is going to get bored after about mm-hmm. an hour and a half and start surfing the internet on their phone? Do oh, no. you have a player that is going to get really into this and be not want to stop? So figuring out how, who your players are, as well as what your, what your schedule looks like.
0: You know, in the sports world, you know what they call that? They say KYP. Know your personnel.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty
0: much. See all right, see how we infuse some sports ball in there for you?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know which sports ball does that, but sure. <laughs> oh but yeah, God. that's my nerd news. There's a there's a new a new game <laughs> module coming out. It's a horror story, and I am so here for that. And I'm excited.
0: Well, that's going to be interesting to see when you get it and what that leads to. Because I know, I'm sure you'll let me know about it.
1: Well, maybe if if this oh, no. goes anywhere and oh, we, we have enough people to maybe oh, make yeah. a Patreon by then. Oh, my God. Perhaps that could be a stretch goal.
0: Oh, my God. I'm scared.
1: We we buy the rhyme of the Frostmaiden and we get Darien to play a and d game.
0: Oh, mother of god. Do I have to... I don't have to... I, I'm stereotyping. Do I have to dress up as anything?
1: No. I mean, you can <laughs> if you want to. I'm. I. I. It's not a requirement.
0: Yeah, I, feel I mean, like yes, I it's absolutely sort of a requirement.
1: Cape. Of course, it is. You mm-hmm. must dress up, Darian.
0: Yeah, I would need some sort of cape or something like that. Or a uh, absolutely, I, I really think that I, I. I mean, because I mean, if we're gonna do this, you gotta. You just gotta dive in head first, right?
1: Oh, one hundred percent. I think you'd be a great rogue.
0: Uh, well, well, yes, yes. I, I do fancy <laughs> in the comic book realm, I fancy rogues galleries much more than anything else.
1: Yes. I, I am more of the ranger, wizard. No, yeah. that's a lie. Sorcerer. I'm definitely more of a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Um, that fits. I'm loving playing a bard right now. So that's new for me. A who? A bard.
0: was a bard?
1: You, you, you get your power from singing songs. Like a bard.
0: We well, you know what? I play okay, around with can. my
1: instrument. All right. My character plays an electric violin.
0: An electric violin? Yeah. Okay. My character's right. name
1: is Bella. The violin is named Lugosi. Nice.
0: nice. For
1: the uninitiated, who is Bella Lugosi, Darian?
0: Uh, oh, I don't know. How about a goat actor?
1: Pretty much, okay. yes.
0: I mean, Not an actual univer-
1: physical goat.
0: Yeah, I mean, Universal Monsters people?
1: Yes. So, I
0: mean, we're, ta- we're talking goat. I'm having fun. Nice. Well, that is excellent nerd news. That's, that has left me somewhat intrigued.
1: Yay. So what's, well, what's the, what, are, what are we going to talk about today? What's our, what's our segment for today?
0: What's our segment for today? Yeah. Well, I am going to, we are going to talk about what did you learn?
1: Yay. We're all about this teaching thing
0: we are all about this teaching thing. <laughs> we are all about because that is why we're here. We are not only here to 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 talk and discuss about all things nerd, but we're also here to dispense knowledge to the masses.
1: Absolutely. Spark so, some interest in something new.
0: That's right because we have and we have pieces of paper that says we can teach people things.
1: Yeah, C's get degrees, man.
0: That's a, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> Uh, i'm i i'm not buying into that no (laughs) me neither yeah i know right
1: i was a good
0: student (laughs) yeah so so was i so was i again at least you know at least the institutions that i came from says i was at least yeah i know right and don't don't get it twisted people i know you're you're wondering well darian doesn't have nerd news we're gonna bypass that
1: oh wait do you have nerd news
0: oh you want me to talk about it yeah okay wow all right, I guess I can still do that. Um, nothing, ma- well, two. Th- well, actually two major things. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a horror movie, somewhat of an aficionado. Yes. Right? You know, I, I, yes. I can watch horror all day, every day, you know, to the end of time, if, 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 if someone told me I had to. And Absolutely. be fine with that. So really the horror movie I was looking forward to the most this year. Was Halloween Kills, which is the follow-up to Halloween, um, that's the one with
1: Jamie Lee Curtis, right?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 So obviously Jamie Lee Curtis returned to the role in God. When was that? Was that 2017? Sure. Oh my God, that couldn't have been 2017, could it? Yes. No. Has it been that long? That's disgusting.
1: To the internet.
0: That's disgusting. No, it was 2018. I'm sorry still it feels like <laughs> ages ago this whole the, honestly this whole pandemic has just eviscerated what what the the, the concept of time even and though we know is time a does exist i know that i tried to beat you to the punch anyway so halloween kills the follow up to uh, halloween from 2018 has been delayed until october 15 2021 so that's wow. kind of sad a whole yeah year? but the, yeah i know i know Dang. i know i know but the news out of that, so that was a tidbit. But the other piece that comes along with that is that John Carpenter revealed that he finished the score for oh. Halloween Kills. So that is why I'm excited about that. So even though we'll have to wait a year to get it, I'm still excited nonetheless. Because, I mean, John Carpenter's Halloween theme is freaking iconic. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not a horror fan, you probably, you know it. Or if you hear it, you'll know you where it comes recognize it. To you'll recognize where it comes from. So that's just a small piece of news. So again, I'm excited for that. And the other big thing that uh, has made ripple, well, waves, I guess, to a certain degree. Brittany, how is your knowledge on the bat family?
1: Like like a fruit bat versus like a vampire bat? The,
0: the bat family.
1: Like, like, Batman?
0: Bruce, like Batman? Like Batman.
1: Like Bruce Wayne?
0: Like Bruce Wayne. What, what about
1: him? He doesn't have a family. His parents are dead.
0: Oh, my God. Well, that is very hurtful, okay? <laughs> he has, cra- through protégés, he has crafted a, what, been, what has been called a bat family. You know, so your Robins, your okay, Batgirls. Yeah, your girls, Nightwing. You, that, yes, he became Nightwing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
1: He's the only one that I really cared about.
0: Oh, the, of all of the, anyway, all right. <laughs> I'm going to let it go. Okay. I'm gonna, I I just wanted to share that there is gonna be a new Batwoman. Now, my Bat family knowledge has gone to hell since about, I don't know, the mid to late 90s. Okay. But Batwoman is, and you know, the CW also has has a show called Batwoman, right? So really I'm bringing this up because Batwoman is Kate Kane in the comics and the actor that portrayed Kate Kane on Batwoman season one, Ruby Rose has mm-hmm. essentially un- unceremoniously departed the show uh, a couple of months back. So of course there is there was you know Batwoman wants to continue. So there was a concern of like okay who are we going to recast? So what's, okay. what's come about is is that the character Kate Kane is not going to be recast, but a new character is going to be initiated as the Batwoman. Now why is this important? Because Javisha Leslie, a black woman is going to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yes. So this is a massive, massive thing. And uh, this is from her directly that I'm quoting. So I'm not trying to do a whole lot of reading at you because, you know, that's like PowerPoint slide professor crap. Yeah. But this is what's quoted by her. I'm extremely proud to be the first Black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television, and as a bisexual woman, I am honored to join this groundbreaking show, which has been seen as, which has been such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ community said Leslie in a statement. Because Kate Kane, that's the other thing. She was, you know, uh, you know, uh, identified as lesbian on the show, right? That's the that's
1: character. That's so
0: cool. So it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this show moves forward. Just because um, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. I'm grossly behind on all my CW shows, unfortunately. Yeah. But it hasn't really gotten... A, a lot of positive feedback in the, you know, in, in, forums and comments and all of these types of things. So it's going to be interesting to see the direction that it goes, um, what the reception is going to be towards it. Cause I mean, I'm not to try to be heavy, but it's just, it's something that we talk about in these types of realms, right? Whether it's comics, games, whatever the case may be is representation of, you know, ethnic minorities and, yep. you know, you know, um,
1: you know in then, general,
0: and that, yeah, underrepresented and, and my, groups and, and underrepresented populations in general, right? So of course, there's always the the like, you know the, the 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 backlash, right? Because you see the toxicity, yeah, in these comment sections and things like that. I'm in a space where if the person is good for the character, they're good for the character. I'm not going to care what it is that they look like or what their what their what their sexual orientation is because and that might seem kind of naive, but that's kind of what it, it's supposed to be about, you know, are, are they gonna be good in the role,
1: yeah.
0: right? Is the role written well, you know, and is the, is the actor able to execute it well? That's the, uh, that's the, that's the whole purpose of this, right? This yeah. is why we cast certain people, right? So it, it's just, and of course, you know, there's already backlash, people prejudge, and why not, how about see how it turns out?
1: Yeah. You
0: know, that's, a, that's a thought. I was gonna and, say,
1: honestly, I'm not, I'm not huge into the CWDC universe, yeah. but uh, yeah. I might actually watch that just to support that.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm interested to see just, again, I haven't, and I, here's where I know I rail you for being a, a Nintendo sycophant to a degree, right? Mm-hmm. Here's where mm-hmm. I'm a sycophant because anything that's comic related, if I have, I'm going to try to consume it. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or indifferent, because this is my opinion. We are in a, not only in comics, but- we're in a golden age of nerddom. Yes. Okay. For a very long period of time, we were often in the shadows like, oh, I like this thing, but I really don't want anybody to know because you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. Right. So, so now everything is out in the forefront and this stuff, if it's not supported, it can get taken away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And, very quickly. I remember a time where all I had was 1989 Batman. And then on TV, I had the crappy 90s Flash. And then <laughs> I had, you know, 67 Batman, which was for, you know, you know, Adam West Batman, which was awesome. Don't I was going to say,
1: don't hate on Adam West Batman.
0: Right. And then, you know, Lois <laughs> and Clark. Shark repellent forever. Lois and Clark with Dean Cain and all of these different yeah. types of things, right? So, so I, I, I am all here for all of this whatever it looks like i'm going to give it a chance because we need to support these things otherwise this stuff can get taken away but yeah i mean again that's a historic thing that's a groundbreaking thing we're going to see yeah. how it goes um i mean hell a couple of years ago we had the first female doctor yeah ooh right so i haven't watched that yet but we've talked about this <laughs> yes i i i know she's I get she's, she's, she's better than she's got to be better than Capaldi.
1: I got to get past the Capaldi season. I know. I just cuz I can't just jump I like I can't skip over those seasons cuz there's lore. But I know. God, I don't want to go through them.
0: I know there's a returning the <laughs> venue. I I I qu- I thought about starting Doctor Who again, I said I I'm not ready. But yeah, so it's going to be again interesting to see what happens and from my understanding her taking on this role, it's a completely new character. It's somebody that's not based out of the comic books.
1: So that'll be interesting in itself.
0: Yeah. So there's so there's not there not there aren't shackles to yeah. a degree in terms of oh, you not following the source material to the to the letter. Yeah. So there's well, gonna I be hope some they interesting I a good freedoms. writing team apparently from what i've read has been a concern just yeah. you know from the previous season so again i don't know i haven't got a chance to watch it so i can't really make any comments but i'm gonna try to get caught up on it i got till january so we'll see that works and that is the news ta-da so back to our segment
1: yes yes So what did we learn
0: we are professors we are okay. colleges we are college instructors
1: we we instruct
0: we instruct at, at, a co- at colleges what do you th- do you ever think about like if somebody we taught gets a hold of these
1: i would laugh because they would probably <laughs> i mean i don't know how you teach your classes but uh yeah. i am pretty much in my classroom the same way i am on this
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: but i also uh, teach theater so it's a little more freewheeling
0: it's par for the course, right? Yeah, so yes. you
1: gotta yeah. be vulnerable to be an actor. You gotta, you gotta be honest. So yeah, it does have uh, to be a
0: it does have to be a safe space. I tell my class yeah. safe space. You know? Yeah, so. I try to share a little bit about myself as I go through the classes. But yeah, that that's always something in the back of my mind. Like, what if somebody gets a hold of this? It's like,
1: <gasps> yeah, <laughs> I I have students from col from from previous jobs that uh, have my steam ID. So like we will play video games together. So whatever. It's fine.
0: Nice. Nice. They're nice. fine.
1: Once they've graduated,
0: they're fine. Once they gra- that, <laughs> they're no longer
1: cool. in my classroom, they can, they can be friends with me on the internet. That is right. <laughs>
0: boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Right. So, 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 Again, what do we learn? So some sort of lesson or or a lesson, lessons, yep. morals that we took away from something that we've ingested, whatever that may be. Yes. Could, you know, you know, game, comics, whatever, it doesn't matter. So so I am dying to hear <laughs> what it is that some sort of nerd thing has taught you. I, I I've been dying to know.
1: Okay. I I realized in attempting to re-listen to us and hating the sound of my own voice that I I have a habit of talking about video games a lot because you know that's like what I do and recently it's been very Nintendo heavy so I decided I wanted to do something a little different just to show everyone and myself that I know something outside of video games so I pulled something from way out in the left field that I consider a nerd thing, primarily because I don't know anybody else who really watches these things. So I, I grew up with grandparents who, well, specifically my grandmother, who introduced me to a man named Cary Grant.
0: Wow.
1: And I wow. love Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart, the films of that era, of the, yes. the early twenties and thirties, yes, um, a little bit into the forties, but the old black and whites. There's something about, I mean, sexism, misogyny aside, yes. They're in a lot of racism in cases as well, aside. Yeah, yeah, we. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, it's there. I,
0: oh, um, it is. It's not yeah.
1: forgivable, but it's there.
0: Live and, and um, not yeah, live and, and upfront.
1: Yes, it is. It is very very blatant, but mm-hmm. the films of that period are something that I I remember watching when I was younger. I remember falling in love with various various stories. Uh, the Philadelphia story is probably one of my favorite films ever ever made, just because you get Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart, and Katherine Hepburn all in a room together and just acting off of one another.
0: All and sarcastic. seeing
1: exactly you see a group of people acting off of one another there's a scene in that film where everyone is drunk and you just don't see people able to perform drunk like that anymore no. it's it's such a thing that performing drunk uh, performing as being drunk not performing drunk we try not to do yes that.
0: no um, that'd be bad. people
1: do it but uh, you try they not do. to but to perform as if you were drunk is a really really tough thing to do so i'm a i'm a huge fan of these these films and the series the series that i was obsessed with growing up was the thin man series have you ever heard of them
0: i think i have heard of the thin man series. okay
1: so This is starred, helmed, if you will, by one William Powell, playing Nick Charles, and probably my favorite actress of this time period, Miss Myrna Loy, playing Nora Charles, Nick and Nora. Um, Uh What I learned from this film series, and specifically from, I learned a lot from Myrna Loy, Myrna Loy mm. was originally, um, she was being typecast as like the, the dark femme fatale in so many different films. And this particular film, she was cast as the, the kind of side character, the, the, the wife of Nick Charles, who is just as smart, just as cunning and resourceful, very mm. witty and is able to keep up she is it's rather than the the trope of having like the straight man and the clown working off of one another in a comedic Mm -hmm. way you have two straight men just not as in like orientation but just the straight men as like a, a comedic trope working off of one another right and it's a lot of sarcasm a lot of wit and it's so classy the whole time so i modeled myself in a lot of ways after Myrna Loy when I was younger I wanted to to kind of be like her um the theory the series itself is a they're they're kind of murder comedy mysteries stories mm. um the thin man it's the the original one and the thin man itself has nothing to do it's it, the thin man is one of the characters yeah that is dead so they're trying to find him um well is he dead in the first film i think they're just trying to find him um but nick charles is a retired if you will uh, detective so he knows how to go about the the processes he knows people in the the police departments he's he's a whining and dining old school walk around with his with his um martini glass just kind of man and he's married to his wife nora and nora wow played by Myrna Loy, is kind of, is, she's a, w- a rich woman. She's got all this money from, from various things in her own family. She's, she's kind of like a, she was just born into wealth. But because of that, she's, she's not someone that really cares about it. She'll just throw the money around, whatever. She mm. really, really, really loves Nick Charles because he is her mental equal. Mm. They, can, they can kind of, she's too smart to just be the, the, the rich girl who gets married to the older guy. She is witty and just so ready to do, to kind of join in the, the detective work. She does a lot of, um, if, if Nick Charles needs a little bit of help in something, she just jumps right in. She, the, the first film, she hosts the dinner party where the murderer is exposed and the entire time she's just walking around and she's planned the whole dinner and she knows she's, she's planned out the seating because she knows who did it because she and Nick have talked and they, they, she sets everything up and it is, she's just amazing. So what, (laughs) what I learned from the Thin Man series, women can be smart and quick and sometimes even smarter and quicker than their male counterparts. Mm-hmm. And that was news to me as a child um, yeah. in, in a lot of cases. So, so being able to see someone who was pretty, but also just really, really smart and sassy and classy at the same time. A, tr- kicking a true butt. Package. Exactly. It was such, it was such, it was a joyous thing for me to To kind of have somebody like that to model after, yeah. to kind of represent what I felt like I could be, yes. and actually see someone like me on on a, a platform. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not coming from wealth, but to see someone who I could relate to in just her mental capacities, right? Um,
0: And especially contextually back then, because, you know, you're talking, you know, the 30s. So, you know, from a gender perspective, I mean, I mean, what what needs to be said there?
1: Oh, I know. It's understood
0: doesn't need to be said.
1: Exactly. I also, so I, that's part of where I learned a real love of mysteries. I, I was a huge fan of Nancy Drew growing up. <laughs> so being able to to kind of solve the mystery was really fun for me. That is something that has, has continued on and I see it in myself when I'm playing games, when I'm playing, um, when I'm reading books, when I'm reading comics, just being able to kind of guess what the twist is going to be. who Who yes. is the bad guy? Uh, figuring out the, the kind of ticks of people. And murderers are usually kind of idiots in these things. So that, <laughs> that, was, that was fun. Uh, the last thing that I really kind of learned was that dogs are the absolute best sidekicks. And I've always had a dog in my house and I will continue to do so because th- they are the best sidekicks. They have a dog named Asta um, and Asta will go with Nick to various crime scenes and when Nick is drunk and not seeing something Asta will bring him the clue and it's it's very much like a there are times when it's it's a two-man scooby-doo team and it's it's something that I thoroughly enjoyed growing up but I, I learned a lot about myself through and it was something that I was able to share with my with my dad because my dad was really into these films as well. Yeah. It's something that I shared with my grandmother. So that was, it's a little, it's definitely a little out in left field. But I'm gonna say it's nerdy because who watches mm. black and white films anymore?
0: Yeah, well, you know, it should be required viewing for the love of all that's good.
1: Well, as far as I'm concerned, whenever you think back to that time period, everyone knows Cary Grant, everyone knows Jimmy Stewart, who are amazing, do not get me wrong. Yeah. Everyone knows Catherine Hepburn, but really, people should know Myrna Loy and William Powell because they were such fabulous actors and they're, they're, chemistry on the stage probably is something now that i think back about it was probably something that sparked my interest in doing theater in the first place
0: yeah that's freaking awesome yeah myrna loy i i I, my my black and white film knowledge in that realm is not very good in comparison to other realms which you already know what they are yeah but she wasn't she in um why this is the one that sticks out to me i do not know but there was a movie (laughs) called like the um pay the devil to pay or something like that. I think so, Something
1: like that. Yep.
0: That's, her, that's what, yeah, that's one that sticks out. That, that, that would be the, yeah. I mean, so I, I, I've had a little bit of exposure to her, but not a lot. So thank you for bringing that name back to my attention. So. I mean,
1: she was in films from roughly 1925 up through, I think she, she still was doing things in the seventies.
0: Yeah. 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 I don't remember what the heck they were, but she's done at least, she's done at least something
1: yep yep i she's she's just one of those actresses that also taught me that it is totally wonderful to it, it, how to age gracefully yeah like i yeah. i've never felt the need to to go through and and do anything to myself to make my to make myself age better quote unquote mm. Um, but I mean, she was in things like cheaper by the dozen, which I really loved growing up. Mr. Blanding built his dreams, house dream house and that she was with Cary Grant with, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's so many different things that she was doing. I, the thin man was probably the most well-known thing that she was in, Okay. Uh, just because it was something that was consistent. But I mean, she did multiple films with Cary Grant. She worked with Clark Gable. She worked with, um, Spencer Tracy at points. Um, she, again, she started out playing very much the the kind of um, femme fatale roles because mm-hmm. she was a little bustier and a little more shapely of a, of a woman. Mm-hmm. And then with the oncoming of the thin man, she was able to prove that she's she's got much more to give.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And that, that was great. So yeah, that's... it's
0: good that she was able to break out of that. I always appreciate the uh at least in those types those types of contexts the the not trail uh, trailblazers I mean I guess it's not it depends on who it is in terms of how to apply the word but I guess more so the people that are able to to not be held down by by typecasting in any shape form or fashion they're able to maximize the you know the other role other roles that they're able to do yes to, to show that to show their range it's it's good to see when actors are able to do that, because it's a damn shame when actors aren't able to do that, but you see, you see that potential there. Yeah, and, and then for whatever the reason world reason just isn't be,
1: giving them the chance.
0: Right, for yep. whatever reason that may be, whether it's how they look, whether it's what their gender is, whatever the case may be, it's always good to see that they're able to, 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 to dispel those, those, those the, the, being typecast.
1: Yes, and she, she's just particularly one that I absolutely adore, so. Nice. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah, that was completely out of left field. I was wondering, like, I had no idea <laughs> uh, what she could possibly... I told do. you it
1: was going to be different.
0: That different is good. I mean, heck, that's, that's part of why we're here.
1: Don't worry, I'll probably return to video games for next week.
0: Oh, jeez, of course. Is it going to be Nintendo? <laughs>
1: uh, maybe, we'll see.
0: Oh, geez, God. <laughs> <It> depends
1: <laughs> on what segment we decide to do. But <laughs> well, what about you? What about you? What did, what did you learn something from?
0: Well, what did I learn? Uh, Well, you know, again, my actually funny enough, mine, my what did I learn also comes from film. Oh, what do you know? What a shock. Again, people, we do not talk about (laughs) these segments to each other other than which one we're going to do before we do these. So I have no idea what she's going to say. She has no idea what I'm going to say.
1: We just hope and pretty much are certain that we're not going to say the same things.
0: But in the likelihood of that is slim and none. Yeah. Mine comes from film. So, you know, again, I've said it before multiple times already. I'm a horror movie just fiend. Yes. So I have, if, now horror movies haven't, that hasn't been the thing that I've been most consistent with as as a quote unquote nerd, so to speak. But it is the thing that I was exposed to first before anything. Yeah. Before wrestling, before Transformers, before all, before video games, this is the thing I was exposed to. Little bit, little background. This is how hardcore I am when it comes to horror movies. When I was a kid, a, 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 a small child, the movie The Poltergeist. Uh huh. I put my hand. You know that famous scene where the child, where Caroline puts her Caroline puts her hand on the TV. I did that. Well. That yes.
1: There's a lot so, about you,
0: buddy. That. <laughs> that lets you know. By a horror movie bona fides, okay? As a child, I put my hand on the TV just like her. Well,
1: that's fine.
0: Never scared. <laughs> so, what did I So, So, as I've gone through over these however many years, I've always taken lessons from, I try to find a lesson in everything, right? Any, you know, whether it's a film, a, a song, I try to take some sort of quote, I try to have some sort of takeaway, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. And I got to be honest here, I cheated a little bit. I went online because there were so many you, you when you watch as much horror as I have, there's so many tropes and ideas and thoughts swimming through my head. And I just see I need something to I need to look online just to synthesize this a little bit. So I look and I see what people wrote and I said, well, this is garbage. (laughs) <laughs> or I said, well, this is, this is, or I say, you know, eh, well, yeah, that's kind of a duh, right? These are things that anybody would know. So these are a couple of things that I thought about. So I have about four. Okay. One of the things in the horror genre. There's li- or there, there are things called creature features, right? So this kind of delves a little bit more into science fiction with creature features. So you got your big spiders and monsters and, you know, your Sasquatches or your Yetis. <laughs> okay. You've got your, your swamp creatures. You know, you got all these different types of things, right? You know, werewolves, uh, uh, rabid dogs, sharks, right? You know, okay. sandworms, all types of creatures, right? Okay. Yes. So a major lesson that you need to learn when you're in a fight for your life, so to speak, you know, now we're talking about physical entities here. We're not talking about the supernatural. Okay, non-corporeal entities because you just can't apply this rule, this this lesson. Okay. And the reason that I, that this came to mind is, is because no, hardly anybody does it in film. Always go for the eyes.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right? It's simple-
0: It's simple, it may seem like a duh, but when you watch movies like this, it it rarely happens. And while I'm speaking, it's it's difficult with the giant creatures like the sandworm or the the, the giant tarantula or what have you. When you've got the Yeti or the rabid dog or the shark, go for the eyes. Okay. Because no matter what the creature is, if you go for the eyes, that is going to stop them in their tracks. Now, I can't speak to the survival rate, depending on the creature, <laughs> but you're going to give yourself a little bit of a better shot. Because the eyes, that is a vulnerable area for virtually, they, there are exceptions to the rule. There are always exceptions to the rule. Okay? Yes. But, but the reason this, this, this popped out at me, and I, I cheered in the theater. At this horrible movie where there was legitimately only one other person in the theater. This was from okay. this was a movie, a shark movie called Forty Seven Meters Down. I know when people think shark movies, the first thing they think is Jaws and blah blah blah. Okay, and I'm not well saying I think a
1: Sharknado, that, but that's fine.
0: Sharknado, right? And I'm not saying that there aren't <laughs> horror movies out there that don't do these things, but but it's it seems to me like it's so rare. Okay. Or I just don't see it like I think I used to see. I don't see it. See that?
1: Uh huh.
0: So, <laughs> So in 47 meters down, even though, spoiler alert, this was imagined, one of the characters actually gets bit by a shark. Okay. What is, but what does she do? She goes for the eye. And what does the shark do? The shark actually releases its grip on the, on the, on the, on the character.
1: I'm pretty now, sure you're he, supposed to hit the shark in the
0: nose. Yeah, I know. But of course it was panic, blah, blah, blah. But the point of the matter is, is that the <laughs> shark released his grip. And yes. I yelled in the theater, like, "Yeah, finally, somebody <laughs> has done it." so So I can't remember the name of the of another movie where this this she was being chased, like these there was some sort of meteorite, and it was infecting animals in the town, dogs, really. Now, there was a pack of dogs that was coming after this, 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 per- this, this character. And, of course, they bit the dust. But my thought yeah. is, is that if you put your arm up and you went for the eyes on that first one, you probably still would have you know, bought it. But at least you given yourself a chance. And I know there's a, there's a, uh, there's a exception to the rule. I know a quiet place, the monsters, it's based on sound. Okay. So yeah, that's not going to work. There's always exceptions to the uh, rule. I horror.
1: was going to say that wasn't really what, okay. Yeah, sure.
0: But go for the eyes. <laughs> All right. Number two.
1: Okay.
0: When you wish for something, make sure you qualify your statements. Oh, yes. We've had this conversation. Have we not? Yes. So there are That's a couple. A good of, one. Yes, there are a couple of usual suspects here because again, the universe is watching. The universe could be watching. A gin could be watching.
1: Yeah, those. See, I'm more scared of a gin than the universe.
0: Yeah. it's fair. That's fair, right? <laughs> or, or, or a monkey's paw, if you will. Mm. So movies like Wishmaster, the various versions of monkey of the monkey's paw. Yeah. Um, movies. Uh, I think there's a movie entitled Jinn. Crap, trash. Tweener movies like Wish Upon, okay? Yeah. Qualify your statements. I'm going to give one example. In the wit, in the written, the first Wishmaster, which was, I believe, circa was that 1995 or 97 was the first Wishmaster. It's been so long. Sure. One character wishes. You know, a, a department store worker. She wishes, "I want to be beautiful forever." Oh no. Can you guess? Do you want to take a guess of what happened to her?
1: Did she die?
0: Yes, and no (laughs) she was turned into a mannequin
1: oh yep well
0: but she wanted did did she she not ask forever she She was beautiful forever so that's number two when you wish for something qualify your statements again not to be morbid but again if you're a horror movie fan like i am you're a little bit more comfortable with the macabre and morbidity and things like that well yeah Oh, I don't want to have to wake up tomorrow at seven o'clock.
1: But I still want to wake up.
0: But I still want <laughs> to wake up, right? And <laughs> I, and I I know I, I'm saying this kind of half heartedly, but I'm I'm actually being serious. I yes. I practice this in my life. I make sure to <laughs> say, you know, in it, like if I said I wish I want to win, a I wish I win a million dollars. But what am I going to say? I wish that I win a million dollars and that nobody gets hurt in that process of me getting that million dollars
1: yes
0: (laughs) right because you just never know
1: qualify
0: for the video gamers out there perfect example twisted metal Mm. Uh, calypso i'll i'll leave it there number you know i'll cut these to make these short make these short i'll do one more okay respect what you do not understand
1: okay that makes sense
0: this is probably one of the most, there are, there are the typical cardinal sins in horror movies, but this is a cardinal sin. So when I talk about respect what you don't understand, this usually comes in the realm of the spiritual. So movies like Cabin in the Woods, oh, Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. any not play with, with
1: Ouija a, boards if you don't any, know what to do with it.
0: <laughs> any movie with a Ouija board. Yeah. Exactly. And The Mummy, 1999, Brendan Fraser and Rachel Wise. Yeah. Yes. Some of the hallmarks is, you know, that you'll find is, is, that people will read from books and they will read in the original text, the original, the, or- the original text, right? And they'll and read they'll it read out loud. loud. <laughs> Don't res- You need to respect what you do not understand. Night of the Demons, one of my favorite horror movies of the 1980s. You need to respect what you do not understand. And even if you think you have some semblance of, of, of an understanding, you need to act like you. You need to act like you don't know as much as you think you know. Yeah. Because you still find yourself getting into trouble, especially in Night of the Demons. One person, she swore she knew about, you know, processes and, and demon incantations and spells and things like that. Of course, she. You know, they play around, they summon a demon, and they all, pretty <laughs> much, everybody gets murdered except oh, two people. It. Respect what you don't understand. And I mean that in, I mean that literally. Yeah. You know, there, did you hear about this last thing? Did you hear about the story about the young woman, I believe in Virginia, who tried to summon uh, Papa Likba?
1: Are, are you like in reality?
0: Oh yes, in real life.
1: Why would someone do that?
0: I do not know. Okay. But allegedly the story goes, is that she, su- she attempted to summon Papa Likba, a couple of days later, she was no longer with us.
1: Damn. Can you explain what a Papa Legba is?
0: Papa Legba is in, he's a, a uh, entity, so to speak, in Haitian voodoo. Okay. He's hes supposed to serve as, I can't remember all of the terminology because I haven't read everything entirely, Where it's been a while since I've read some of the stuff, but- yeah he he's kind of like a if i'm not mistaken and somebody would correct me if i'm wrong if they're listening to this and know this stuff but he's kind of like an intermediate intermediary between the i think the living and the dead oh
1: yeah you don't you don't summon that you don't you he, don't summon that juju
0: right right so he's yeah so he's if if i'm not mistaken and I th- and i believe that if if you were to ask something i, I think he, he he the purpose that he can serve is is that he can serve as kind of like a um a consultant on on on, on, on spell casting of? on proper on, on proper spell spell casting if i'm not mistaken or incantations and doing them properly if i'm not mistaken as well as he can from what i know provide you with things you can ask him for something but you don't ask for ask for something if you're not willing to pay for it yeah right so it's it's kind of these types of things and and, and she attempted to summon him and she was not with us. Several days later,
1: yeah, that that's so, not just coincidence.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. So, so, and and, I, and this story kind of you say what you will. I, I don't care. It validates this lesson that I learned: respect what you do not know. She wrote on Facebook that she saw him.
1: Oh hell no.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, there it is. I had to look it up. Right? Uh, she found dead after she allegedly drowned in a bathtub. What? Yeah. I, I don't, that's that's what's out there. You can believe what you want to believe. I have a respect for things that I don't understand, especially when it comes to the spiritual realm. Oh, I mean, 100%. I guess, I, I've seen enough, I, I, I mean, I've seen enough horror movies, I've read enough stories, I've seen enough <laughs> things out there that say, who am I to say that something like this is not exi- does not exist? Yes. So respect what you don't understand. And even if you think you know, think about that you might not know it all.
1: <laughs> you probably don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you probably don't. And those are things that I learn.
1: I learn from horror movies not to run upstairs.
0: Or downstairs.
1: Yes, just, right. just run out of a building.
0: Right, and if you hear a sound, don't say hello because guess what? They're it's not too good- late. It's well. The thing isn't going to respond to you, and they're going to know where you are. That those these are these. That, that's a life lesson. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. a good lesson. It is a good lesson. So those are the things that I learned.
1: Thank you for teaching me these things because I don't watch horror movies very often.
0: Yeah, you, you would be amazed all the life lessons that actually could come from a horror movie.
1: Don't run in heels.
0: Yeah, jeez, that don't run. Nobody is in the woods with any heels. In heels. And, uh, Dress appropriately. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Even if you have the proper running attire on, you're still gonna get it.
1: Well, you're still gonna get God.
0: You're still gonna get God. Yeah. So it's kind of an intense episode.
1: <laughs> but yes, we we talked about a good amount of stuff today.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, th- I thought. Yeah. I mean, we talked about diversity. We talked about you know, you know, respecting what you don't understand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We talked about you know the. The ascension, so to speak, of uh, of uh, oh my god, I forgot her name already. That's terrible. Myrna Loy. Thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: Jeez, you know, know, breaking through, you know, stereotypical roles in that context of in in Hollywood during that time.
1: Yep. We also talked about the fact that I have a major nerd crush on a man named Chris
0: Parkins, who you sit here and you say is a genius, but is he George Lucas level? And I mean four, five, and six.
1: Genius yes, George Lucas. I, I would say yes.
0: That is no, no.
1: I would say yes, no. You don't play D and D. You don't have a say.
0: <laughs> I don't need to play D and D to know. <laughs> anyway, people,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is episode four of
1: Nerd Pastiche.
0: And you can find us at.
1: You can find us on Twitter at NerdPastichePod, Pod, Instagram at Nerd pastiche. You can email us at Nerd at gmail dot com. Tell us what. Tell us. Tell us some things that you learned from a nerd thing in uh, the comments. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Because right now, I think there's pretty much just our five friends listening. So the more <laughs> the more people that we have...
0: Don't wait to um... out us. <laughs>
1: <Jeez>. <laughs> I'm Cut just going to call it as it is, man. I, Cut that out. Um, re- Dude, remember, I teach theater. I am honest at all times. Please, 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 like, subscribe. Uh, share it with your friends. Share it with a fellow nerd that you think would enjoy listening to two random people talk about things that we think are funny. And interesting. Pass it on. Please.
0: Well, until next time, always mind your surroundings. Exactly. Batman Begins!